0: day, weeknights here on ESPN 1000. A lot of news took place today up at Halas Hall covering news. the Chicago Bears. Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles, they spoke to the media. Kevin Warren, he spoke to the media as well. You know, there's a lot to take from what was gathered today in, in the presentation that the Bears had for their fans and for the media. I mean, a couple of things. Earlier today, Luke Gessie was fired. Most of the offensive coaches were fired as well. Matt Eberflus is coming back. He's retained as head coach for the Chicago Bears. All of the talk since the loss on Sunday to the Packers, the last, what, 48 hours on this radio station and within the the city, was about should the Bears go after J- Jim Harbaugh. We saw, saw Harbaugh win the national title on Monday night for Michigan, and we all hoped that the Bears would at least extend some kind of uh, back-channel message or something to find out whether or not mm-hmm. he would be interested in coming to the you Chicago to Bears call agent and uh, today what we heard from the Bears is that that didn't happen they didn't even look to other coaches Eberflus is the one that they're bringing back the entire time mm-hmm. and that the changes with the coaching staff are what are going are going to take place and it's on the offensive side uh, Matt Eberflus needs to hire a new offensive coordinator he needs to hire a new defensive coordinator And then a bunch of new offensive coaches to go along with that offensive coordinator. And Justin Fields will be theoretically learning a new offense if he's the guy for the future and the guy that's coming back to be quarterback next season.
1: Yeah, and I think that this, uh, what I took away from the press conference, and maybe this was the goal, right? Maybe the goal was to let people think that they were going to stay with Justin Fields. And so it ups the trade value a little bit for Justin Fields. I don't know if that if that'll work like that. But I think that they left, um, you know, every option on the table that they were going to look at all the quarterbacks. And, you know, he was asked about whether or not he considered missing on C.J. Stroud uh, or not drafting C.J. Stroud a miss. And he said no, because of what they got in return, a first round pick this year. Uh, the number one pick this year, which it turned out to be DJ Moore, uh, you drafted Darnell Wright, Tyreek Stevenson is a result of that draft of that trade as well. So like he's looking at that. And I think the other thing is that when Matt Eberflew said that they're playing the long game and tried to be trying to build a team that's going to be set up for sustained success and not just a one off playoff appearance. That, that to me led me to believe that they're strongly considering trading this first overall pick because of the haul you could get and, and how you could instantly fill a lot of the spots on this roster with impact players that you get in the first two days of the draft, this year and the next two years. And so they praised Justin Fields a lot and really kind of when you asked them about Luke Getzey, said, well, we, the quarterback wasn't developed the way we wanted to. The offense wasn't running. We need to take more shots downfield. And I wonder if that was a part of you know, what we heard from the players in their exit interviews and how they kept on saying, we need to take more shots downfield. We need to, do, like, we need to be a more competent offense. They didn't have an identity. And you're going to have to now hire an OC that is going to be fine with either keeping Justin Fields or drafting a new quarterback. And I think
0: that when you look at the, the play calling specifically from Luke Etsy. So much stuff behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You had a quarterback and good running backs that can move forward, and you did all of this stuff behind the line of scrimmage—bubbles, screens, you know, little flip passes, you know, jet sweeps, and all this stuff that move forward. You had good guards and linemen who could push forward and run block, and we saw that last year. And it seemed like that wasn't the identity. You're talking about identities, Adal. Last year, they ran the football first, and they moved forward. Mm-hmm. This year, it was like half and half. They knew they could pass a little bit more, but they also would like dip their toe into being a running team. But then, half of the running that they did was stuff that wasn't power stuff. Very little use of blasting game, the t- the fullback. Mm-hmm. Very little use of like power formations. You have a power running football team. You didn't really use it. And I think that's the downfall of Luke Getzey. So much crap behind the line of scrimmage. That's what I found annoying about this season. Um, Matt Eberflus earlier today at House Hall. This is what Abdallah was alluding to.
2: As we look at the this whole season, you know, we're playing the long game on this. You know, this, there's a long game to this, right? So the first year, you know, we draft all these wonderful players, right? You know, you think about, you know, Kyler Gordon, you know, Mako Shark, right? You know, Brisker, you know. Uh, Sandman's in there, all those guys, right? Uh, you know, uh, Braxton, you know, those guys are a, a foundational piece for us, right? And those guys all played, right? All those rookies played for us and did a wonderful job, um, you know. And then the second year, same thing, draft class, right? Really strong draft class in the second year, you know, leading with our right tackle. You know, obviously the 2D tackles inside, they played a lot of football this year. Um, our two corners that were young that play a lot of ball for us, our receiver. Young playing in there, you know, and that to me, it's it's those are the foundational pieces.
0: So as Matt Eberflus earlier today, Mm -hmm. Ryan Poles praising Matt Eberflus. Coach
3: Flus, his leadership through hard times. Um, We had some adversity early in the season, in the middle of the season. uh, His ability to stand strong and and keep the team together was incredible. Um, His ability to adapt and adjust as we went along. You know, he had sudden change in terms of his role. And I thought we benefited from that. I thought we got better from that point. And I'm really happy for him.
0: Polls also went on to talk about the strong foundation the Bears are currently building.
3: I also was really proud of the steps that we did take. Um, If you really look back and and really look at the starting point and then look at where we are today, you can't tell me you don't see the difference. Um, We're making strong progress. We're doing it the right way. It's built on a solid foundation. It's not a house of cards. It's going to continue to grow up. Um, as we continue to uh, have um, continuity with our, with our roster. And that makes the future really bright for us. Um, we have flexibility with our cap space. We have a really unique draft situation that's going to allow us to continue to get better. Uh, and like I said, most importantly, the continuity part is going to be critical because when you bring all those things together, we're just going to keep climbing.
0: Ryan Paul is on the first pick in praise for Justin Fields.
3: We are going to turn every, tone, every stone to make sure that we are going to make a sound decision for our organization. Um, I did think Justin got better. Um, I think he can lead this team. Um, but at the same time, there's a unique situation where we, I have to look and our staff has to look at everything. Um, and that's exactly what we're gonna do.
0: Matt Everflew's talking about why he fired Luke Getze.
2: Yeah, just the uh, you know the growth and development of the of the offense, you know, to me uh, needed to be uh, better than what it was. And uh, you know to me, you know you look at the passing game, certainly that's one aspect of it, and uh, that that's where it is. And uh, we decided to move on uh, from that. And, again, that was my decision. Um obviously conferring with. Uh, you know, Ryan and George and Kevin and, and uh, we made a decision this morning so
0: Poles and Ibraflus talked to the media for about an hour, the one thing that really jumped out at me Abdallah was the response to Jim Harbaugh, he was asked Ryan Poles was asked, did he talk to the Michigan head coach?
3: No I haven't talked to Jim Ryan, why, why is this? coach of Michigan He was not a considerate, you, know, you didn't have to see him as a... No, like know. I said we're, we're going with Matt and uh, i gave give you the reasons why I um, think go through you know, I didn't I didn't go talk to anybody.
0: Does that bother you as a Bears fan? Yeah, I think that he,
1: I, look. He didn't he, go talk to anybody is what he said at the end there? He might have put in a, a text or a call to Don Yee, uh, who is Jim Harbaugh's agent. But I, I don't think he was going to say yeah, we wanted Jim, and we couldn't get him, and now we're stuck with, with Eberflus. Like, Eberflus was sitting right next to him, you know? Like, he's not going to say that about a coach who he's supposed to have faith in for next year and, you know, for whatever he sees the future with Matt Eberflus. Um, I, I, w- I hope that we find out at some point that there's a story about Jim Harbaugh and the, the teams that were involved, and maybe we find out that the Bears did make a phone call, and he said no, you know? Um, you know, there's an opening in Alabama. Maybe Jim Harbaugh wants that job. So I, I, I don't. If, if that
0: story leaks and you find out the Bears didn't make a call. Then I'll
1: be upset. Then yeah. I'll be upset. So because, because you have to do, especially because you waited this long. Like, it seems like all of these moves were pretty obvious and something you could have done on Monday. Like, this is something that you could have Like, Matt Eberflus, the end of one of those bites, said that we made that decision today. You really decided to fire Luke Getze this morning. Like, to me, these are all decisions that were made beforehand before. Like, OK, maybe if they beat the Packers, maybe it's, it's a tougher decision. Maybe if they make the playoffs, you're not getting rid of anybody at that point. But these were all moves that I don't think necessitated 48 hours or however long it was of speculation about what they're going to do. If you truly didn't call anybody, then this could have, this decision should have been made on Monday. We're sticking with Eberflus. We're firing Getzey. We're firing a bunch of the offensive staff, and we're getting you know we're getting ahead of everything. Rather than that. You let everybody kind of speculate and, and, and you know, callers call in for three days and everything. I don't know if they necessarily care about that stuff. I don't think they do. I don't think it's relevant. But I don't, I don't think it has anything to do
0: with the way that they're running their process. But
1: this isn't a if you truly didn't talk to anybody, one you did a disservice because you've got one of the best crop of coaches out there now. You've got Jim Harbaugh, you've got Bill Belichick rumors. Mike Vrabel was fired yesterday. I know that Pete Carroll's going up to the front office of the Seahawks, but it doesn't mean you can't put a phone call and say, Hey, you want to take one last run at a coaching gig here? So, there are options out there that you could have gone with and at least placed the phone calls. But saying he didn't talk to anybody, I hope it comes out at some point that maybe they did and others just weren't interested in the job because Frable ends up in New England and, you know, uh, Belichick goes to Washington and, you know, and Carroll's actually done coaching and that Harbaugh ended up going to, you know, uh, LA to coach Herbert.
0: Well, I think the best way this works out for Bears fans would be if uh, Jim Harbaugh stays at Michigan. Yeah, If he decides to stay in college and and to run that pack to try and build a dynasty with the Michigan Wolverines, then Bears fans can't really complain because he's staying in college. If he goes to somewhere else in the NFL and he has a lot of success, I will be annoyed as a Bears
1: fan. Unless it's the Chargers. Because to me, you can say okay, he's been in love with Herbert ever since he left, uh, left college and since he's been in the NFL, and he went to go coach his guy because we don't know what we have at quarterback here in Chicago. Like, you know, Would he have stuck with Justin Fields? All the, all the draft picks, all the quarterbacks are question marks. You don't know if Caleb Williams is going to be good in the NFL. You don't know if Drake May or Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix or whoever is going to be good in the NFL. At least Herbert, you know what he is. And you can he can build upon what he is. So I wouldn't be I, if he goes ends up with the Chargers. I won't be
4: as upset.
0: Reggie on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Reggie?
4: Hey, thank you guys for taking my call. Great show. Thanks, man. What's up? Hey, yo. I'm with a, do- a dollar, man. I think you know sometimes we be talking about the things that they be saying to us in the press conferences and stuff. It's like they be lying to us sometimes. It's like you know I'm with a dollar because I think Pauls already knew what he wanted to do. But I think he's babysitting Eberfluss. Um, he's just patching it up a little bit. I kind of think he really wanted to get rid of Eberfluss a while ago. Cause I mean, what really stuck out to me was the conference. Was he said, I did a survey on each department. I think the guys kind of like Eberfluss, so that's kind of why we kept him. He's kind of trying to build the culture. But at the same time, I don't think that's the correct way to keep Eberfluss after he showed us who he was with those three epic losses and a lot of things that just wasn't right like if you go back to the middle of the season how we was feeling over some of these losses it, it was horrible like it was some things that we all talked about a crowd about throughout every show from the morning to the night and it's like we all knew that Evil shouldn't came back but I just kind of wanted to hear what you all had to say about that part in the conference when he said he did it, a survey on each department and what do you think is that the right way to go about it? Do you think Pose is making the right decision by sticking with Eagle Flues?
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Thanks for the call, Reggie. What do you think?
1: I think that, yeah, I mean, I think that any general manager does their due diligence and they, they take in, you know, they asked him uh, also if the, um, the vocal uh, response and the want to keep Justin Fields from the offense will will help. His case at all, and he goes. Well, you have to consider everything. It, I, I have to take it into account. It's not huge, but it's something you have to take into account. This defense went from the worst defense in the NFL last year to now a top five defense in the NFL. Like, there's no arguing about it. About it. The numbers are there. They led. They led the NFL in the interceptions. There's no arguing with that. Those are numbers. Those are facts. Yeah. That this defense went from worst to top ten in the NFL. I believe top five in the NFL. And that is all because of the players they added, of course, but also because of Matt Eberflus. And they never gave up. And if that's what they used as a way to say, hey, we've got someone to steadily steer the ship, which is the, the, during the storm, which is words that Ryan Poles used, then that's the decision they went with. And, you know, you and I said weeks ago that if you're not going to get a coach who already has experience, then Matt Eberflus might be the best option. Yeah, I'm with that. I
0: totally agree with that. I still stand by that. If, I don't think they should have just made a change to make a change. Yeah. But there are high-profile names out there that I do think would be improvements to what the Bears are sticking with. Yeah. Because I, I do I understand the positives, right? The players are playing for him. They like playing for Eberflus. He improved the defense. You know, like, things have improved. Mm-hmm. They went from three wins to seven wins. Yep. Like, like, it's notable. I do think there's some big fish out there that could take this team for sure to the next level. And I think that's where it feels like as a Bears fan that we're once again just missing that opportunity just to keep everything the same because they don't like change. When in reality, not changing is going to lead to change if they don't make the playoffs next year.
1: No, absolutely. Like, yeah, that's think, the case. Well, like they have to make the playoffs next season. I think he said that, too. That's his stand. Like, they're they're raising the standard. They want to make the playoffs. Like, that's... That has to be. I don't care who the quarterback is. You can and listen. We heard from all three: Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, and Matt Eberflus. The goals they of kept, the playoffs.
0: They kept alluding to you don't want to make the playoffs once. You haven't made the playoffs at all with this no. franchise.
1: And also, uh, C.J. Stroud just made the playoffs in his rookie year. Rookie Jordan, year. Jordan Love made the playoffs his first year as a full starter. So, like, you can do it. Vic and Portage Park here on ESPN One Thousand. What's up, Vic?
5: Hey guys, what's going on? You what's up, you guys? man? Oh, not so much. There's a lot to unpack there, but I'll be as fast as possible. Sure. A couple things that I took away from today is it it seems to me that Poles is more of a bridge uh, head coach here. Poles knows he's going to have two head coaches he's going to be able to work with. Um, He's got one season here. I really believe what he was saying. I agree with a lot of what you guys are are saying. I think they're going to keep fields. Um, He fleeced Carolina last year, got all those picks. Washington's going to be in a similar situation. You're going to get a top-five pick from them next draft. And if the Bears don't make the playoffs, they're going to have a decent team, a better team next year. Now you're going to have a little bit more ammunition to go up and get a quarterback. They're going to have two first-round picks. You know, we could play around with that a little bit. Um, But, yeah, I I really think that if they don't make the playoffs, like you guys were saying, that um, Poles is gone. I think he's more of a bridge Head coach right now at this point. I think he's on borrowed time. Paul's made it real obvious that we're going to have all these conversations and lockstep. You know, they're going to be tied together. And he didn't say that as much last year. I think Fluce knows he's on his last string. And I think Fields is coming back. I really do. And Black, real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alabama's next head coach, Urban Meyer is coming.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be great. No I would chance. love that. Yes. Thank you, Vic. No Thanks. chance. I appreciate
6: it. Have a good
0: night. There you go. There's a there's big. I love that. No Urban chance. Meyer. You know, uh, can I something I forgot to mention to you when we were talking about Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. If you missed it, Nick Saban retired from Alabama today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winning his coach uh, championship-wise in college football history, uh, Nick Saban no longer will be at Alabama. I thought of this. I'm not pushing Corso to the side. I love Lee Corso on college game day. Oh, yeah. But Nick Saban's the perfect replacement, right? He'll be there.
1: He'll be there. No, He's no, not no, going to put on the no, helmet. No, no, no. But... He's
0: the perfect replacement. Oh, absolutely. He already has a relationship with McAfee. Sure. McAfee's on the show. Lee Corso can be there forever until he doesn't want to be. He should absolutely be there for the headset. But how cool would it be? If when Lee Corso is done participating with College Game Day, if Nick Saban took over that, I role, don't even
1: think you have to wait till then. I think you. I would be surprised. I think that should happen. Absolutely. I think Nick Saban has been great every time he's been on Game Day. Whether it's at whether they're off, whether they're he's doing the How
0: interview beforehand. How fun would it be if Saban's the one putting on the oh, headset? He'll never do that. No, come on. I that don't would think be would so do much that. fun. I don't I th- think he'd do that. I think
1: he would buy but in. I I can almost guarantee you. That Nick Saban will be on college game day next year. Russell on the Northwest
0: side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Russell? Hey, guys. How are you? We're good, man. What do
7: you think? Hey, uh, real quick. First of all, I think Harbaugh would have been a perfect fit for the Bears. Uh, you know, obviously, for a lot of reasons the fact he played here and whatnot. But let me ask you guys seriously do you think the Bears would have paid what it would have taken to get Jim Harbaugh to come here? On top of paying his coaching staff that he's going to bring in here, and then pay Eberflus and his coaching staff to go away, I, I just—I I know earlier this year I heard Cap uh, mention them possibly going after Lincoln Riley from USC, and I was yeah. laughing when I heard him say it. Yeah. They're, they're not going to pay Harbaugh. They're not going to pay Lincoln Riley, and I don't think that was ever was ever on their map. You guys, even though I think that he would have been the, the guy to go after. I, I'm just struggling to believe that they'd pay that money, and I'm curious to, to hear what you guys think.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. I'm Thanks not, for the call,
1: Russell. I, I don't, don't think it's. I don't like the narrative that the Bears are cheap. The Bears have overpaid players for Years. Years. They did yeah. it when Ryan Pace was here. They 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 traded and then signed Montez Sweat to a huge money deal. They gave Edmonds a bunch of money this off offseason. Hopefully they pay Jalen Johnson. I mean, they, they said, hired
0: Kevin Warren. Kevin yeah. Warren was the commissioner of
1: the You're Big Ten. They're trying to build... Like, listen, well, what if, I'm saying. like That costs some money. But here's the other thing. If the Bears just want to sit back and count their money, they wouldn't be looking to build a new stadium. They would just be sitting back and counting their money. Well, and they also wouldn't go out and hire someone like exactly, Kevin Warren. Exactly, like Kevin Warren to, to oversee all that. So... I do think they will spend. and here's the thing. Matt Everflus isn't gonna be the coach of the Bears forever. The going rate for coaches now is fifteen to twenty million dollars a year. If you want someone like a Bill Belichick, Belichick's making twenty million a year. You want someone like Mike Vrabel, it's probably gonna cost fifteen to seventeen million a year. If you want someone of that ilk to come in and coach the Bears, that's the going rate for coaches now. Like, yeah, you might be able to entice a coordinator to come up and make seven or eight million. But if you want someone that has pedigree, that has done it before, which what they might end up doing after Iberflus whenever this ends, that's what it's going to cost you. And if here's the thing. As soon as they build this uh, stadium and they own their own stadium, they're going to have a bunch more money anyway because the value of their franchise goes up immensely. Pat, on the northwest side,
0: you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Pat.
1: Gentlemen, thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Um,
8: first off, uh, you know, I've been in, in, in rooms where tough decisions were made and you had to make them... As an organization, I think we're jumping the uh, gun here. Uh, these guys—it's a six-billion-dollar company. They're not going to make decisions based on our needs and our timeline of how we want things. I don't think uh, Ryan Poles or uh, or uh, the president were thinking, "Oh, let's see who sh- shows up in the market, and then we're going to make our decisions." That would be not fair and not not good professional business. You know, I, I don't—that's knee-jerk. I think this is. I think they came up and said we're going to have a process and we're going to finish the process, and then we're going to come out publicly with it. I I don't think there's anything. I I didn't see any guile in anything these guys said. I think they were brutally honest. Matter of fact, I thought they were overly honest, opening themselves up for you know not you guys but the hyenas of you know double you know create innuendo blah blah blah. You know I they may not do this again based on how everyone's reacting, but I, I, I found no guile. I thought complete honesty on all their part. And I, I believe what they're saying I I trust polls. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I trust the guy.
1: Yeah,
0: I do too. And thanks for the call, Pat. He, he's made some big moves. Uh, he's missed a couple of times, uh, but then he's tried to fix the misses quickly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so like, I, I do give him credit from pivoting off of players that he missed on chase Claypool, notably, Mm-hmm. um, you know, I I don't know if I always go to Velas Jones. He Doesn't as, make any money. Yeah, but they kind of doubled down on him. He didn't add anything okay. this season. He
1: also didn't make anything. Like Claypool, they gave up a second round pick for that, and he was he was a problem in the locker room. So you get rid of someone like that. I don't think Velas is like a problem. Can he play? No, I didn't say he was a problem. He's, he's just bad. I also like that Ryan Poles isn't afraid to take swings again. Right? The second round pick for. He was a third round pick. I know. He's just a bad player. Okay. Sometimes you miss. Not everything is good. Not every single draft pick is going to hit. So uh, moving on from Claypool was big, but then also not being afraid to do it again for Montez Sweat and then pay him. He led the team in sacks. He led two teams in sacks this year. So I I like that he's aggressive, and I think he's made some good decisions. With bringing in players, and obviously they wouldn't be in this situation if he didn't demand what he demanded from the Panthers last year.
0: No doubt about that. That was a great trade, and same with the Sweat deal. That, the back-to-back great, huge trades. Bill and Lagrange, you're on ESPN 1000.
9: Hey guys, love the show. Thanks, Fantastic nighttime listening for me. Thank um, you. Had a couple quick comments here. First of all, I honestly think between now and the Super Bowl. They're going to extend Everfluce a couple of years because you're not going to get any of the high-caliber assistance you're looking for if the head coach isn't safe. You're only going to get wannabe coordinators, guys that want to move up. Secondly, I'm a big proponent of give Fields some tools. If you can't get Harrison, get them Joe Alt and Bowers with them first, them, them two picks they have in the first round if it's possible. Beep okay. up the left tackle spot and get another tight end to really bust up the coverage and stop that eight in the box loading up stuff.
4: All right.
1: Thank you, Bill. Thanks for the phone call. I don't think they're going to draft night. Brock Bowers. Like I see a lot of people that want Brock Bowers top 10 picks tough for me for a tight end. I don't think so. Well, they already, they paid Cole Komet. I know you could have two tight ends. I get that. But if Tunyon doesn't come back, I could see them going with another veteran tight end at that position. Maybe you draft one later, but i don't think with the wide receivers that are there and if you want a left tackle, if you want an edge rusher, if you want a 3 technique, if you want whatever's out there, especially if you draft a quarterback in the fir- in the, with the first pick, i just don't see everyone wants Brock Bowers cuz he's such a difference maker and i get that. I just don't see them doing that. If you're in on fields and you're using these
0: two top 10 picks, say you're you're moving back from one and you're going to collect like the 3rd or the 5th pick and then you have The Bears pick also in the top 10 that they own. Uh, You go defensive edge rusher, and then you go wide receiver. Those are the two spots you have to go with. Yeah. If you're not going, if Fields is your guy, you're not going quarterback. No. Then the two places you have to address in the top 10, wide receiver. Yep. Edge rusher. Yep. If you don't get one of those two, and I know that there's some offensive line players that are outstanding in the top 10. Sure. But... Explosive edge rushers and wide receivers make such a big difference when you can get someone in the top 10 like that and become instant impact players, especially wide receivers of the Marvin Harrison like or uh, Malik Neighbors like. Like those players, Roma they're like those guys will make difference makers on the next level. And yeah. that's what you need for this offense.
1: I don't think you need to go out and pay T. Higgins if you can draft T. Higgins, right? I don't think you need to go out and pay an edge rusher if you can draft an edge rusher. Those are two impact positions that you can get on the cheap in the first round. And then spend that money yeah. on a three interior, yep. interior defensive line
0: mm-hmm. and then your offensive line.
1: Pay a center or draft one in the—you're not drafted yeah. a center in the first round anyway. No. So third round center. I still think that despite what Nate Davis is, and Braxton Jones has been decent, I still give— To me, it's— the center position is the only position you absolutely have I to address. I give Ryan Paul still a lot of credit for fixing the offensive line. Like, Darnell Wright is going to be on this team for, for a decade.
0: Yeah, I, I think Nate Davis, when he was out there, he was good. Tevin Jenkins had a lot of really good games. He played poorly against the Packers. Uh, but I thought Tevin Jenkins was really good this season. Braxton Jones played a lot, a lot of nice football this past season. If you upgrade the center position, that's a pretty solid offensive line. Yeah, It's not that big of a problem. That's fine with me. You have to address the defensive tackle, too. You, know, yeah. you have two guys who are rookies who kind of showed something at the end of the season, but you need a little bit more, so I, I would get some more talent there. Uh, the other night we were on late, and uh, we had full phones till the end of the show, Abdallah, and we didn't have time to get Randy in Seattle on, oh, so let's yeah. get him on get here. Randy, in, Randy Seattle. in Seattle, listening on the ESPN Chicago
9: app. What's, What's up, up Randy? Randy?
0: Sorry about the other oh, night.
9: No, oh, no problem, boys. No problem. Always good to talk to you when I can um, I know you guys are so busy with phones today. Hey, um, going to the morning show with Carmen and Yurko, can we get that yeah. guy call in again about uh, Roquan Smith? <laughs>
0: that was great, wasn't it? That was fantastic. Well, and boy, the Yurko was on fire. Randy,
1: the point that we were uh, making that Yurko didn't even make was that you got you got you got Edmonds and Edwards the for the same basically price. Basically the cost of one Roquan Smith.
9: Oh, yeah. No, no. I totally get that. And you guys are absolutely right. And and Carl was going to go anyway. It was pretty well clear. But just Yerko's reaction, and how he got fired up about that, was just beautiful. Get that guy to call in again. As far as, <laughs> as, far as today's activity, um, I, I'm a Ryan Poles fan. I like him. I like most of what he's done. And so I, I'm going to support him. But I, I personally felt it was time for change. Iberfus needed to go. Um, Gets, he's gone. Okay. Most of the guys went with him. Fine. Justin Fields has to go. Um, he's not the answer. He's not the quarterback. He doesn't get it. He's not going to get it to perform at an NFL level. And these people that keep calling in and say, well, you got to surround him with weapons, they're missing the point that he's not a good enough quarterback. And, you know, you guys have demonstrated and illustrated what Jordan Love did on Sunday and all season, really, from the beginning of the year, um, with the guys that he's had, names that we can't even tell you who they are today, what uh, C.J. Stroud has done in Houston as a rookie but without any name receivers, and Justin Fields has a decent offense. Great, no. Great line, no. Decent receivers. He got more performance this year from Cole Komet than he's had in the past um, it's his second year in the system that was there. Sorry, boys. He he's got to go because he's not the answer. And this team is better served by having a quarterback who can play at the NFL level—a a solid, a good, solid quarterback—than they are by getting a Marvin Harrison Jr. or a Doomsday from Washington or anybody else. Yeah, you got to add a center. You got to add a little more uh, weaponry, but not much. But the more important thing is a quarterback who can play. Sorry, boys. I don't believe that's Justin.
0: Thanks for the call, Randy. Good to talk to you.
9: Always, boys. Bye-bye.
0: You know, after the Packers game, I said to you, Abdallah, that it felt like Justin Fields was playing in quicksand. Mm -hmm. When he can't process quick enough in the pocket, he just melts and then takes the sack. And we saw that so many times. There were games where he improved. He absolutely improved in the last season. It's just it's not improving enough. Yeah. And I think that's where we've gotten to the point where it just seems like it's not going to take place at the highest level with Justin Fields. Can you win a lot of football games with him? I think you probably can. It's just you have to play a very thin margin game where the defense has to be great. You have to play time of possession with the football and run the football and then limit the amount of times that Justin Fields throwing. And when he does throw, you have to have max protection. You have to have play action. You have to roll him out of the pocket. You have to really make sure it's a perfect setting for him
1: to excel and pass down the field. But can you build a roster that's one of the best in the NFL around Justin Fields? We know the defense is there. Can you build an offensive roster around him that can be okay, that can be good with him at quarterback? Like can that be accomplished? Can you add what the, Can you do what the 49ers have with Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy's not the best quarterback. He's serviceable. But we both believe that you can put better quarterbacks into that situation and they would elevate them even higher. Can they do that? And I think that that's something Ryan Poles is going to consider.
10: Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
0: Brent in Naperville, you're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdal. What's up, Brent? Hey, is it going, boys?
6: Good, man. What do you think? Okay, so I'm just going to be honest with you. I spent a lot of the day, pretty much, just like ready to lose my mind on these Bears today, and uh, just the whole the, the timing is just so off for this entire franchise. This makes no sense. This is such a dumb decision. I'll break it down. The most important man in this entire organization is not even in the organization right now. It's an offensive coordinator. You need to find an offensive coordinator for a coach potentially on a lame duck season, okay? And no matter whether he succeeds or he fails, the Bears ultimately almost lose. Now, hear me out on this. If they get an OC that's awesome and they draft Caleb Williams, whatever, they keep Justin, I don't care. Offense balls out. Where is that guy going to go? He's going to bolt for wherever head coaching he can get. So now you what are you going to do? You're going to, you going to keep Eberflus? or Are you going to promote it? You already have that problem or the opposite happens. That guy sucks, right? Offense sucks. Guy, you drafts terrible. Justin's no good. They're all canned. Then what? Now you're, now you're in the same position you are now, but no guarantees of where your picks are. You know what I'm saying? No guarantees that two, maybe three hall of fame potential coaches are sitting out there to get, okay. So, it, this doesn't make sense. You, as a franchise, need to be able to adapt when things come up, right? You know, it's like the Eagles when they got A.J. Brown. They're ready to strike. There was a bad organization making a bad call on a player, and they jumped down and the desk themselves one of the best receivers in the league. Here's an example. Like, I know they're building this polls. Everyone loves polls, continuity. But continuity works when your team's good and you want to continue something good. They're not good. So, you can't throw continuity. Oh, we're going to. And it won't matter anyway because you got rid of the guy who's running the offense. So the continuity's already gone. Like, you guess he's gone. So there is no, there's nothing continuous about this. If you bring in a new guy, to a new offense, right? Justin's learning a whole new offense. Or you're getting a new coat, you're getting a new quarterback anyway. The, the most important guy becomes that offense and what he runs. What Iberfuz does doesn't matter. Because in every important game this year against good teams, our defense failed. They failed. Okay? I know they, like, the Lions, they blew it, right? Think about it. The the Packers, that was a bad, bad defense the entire game. Like, how many times this year against the Browns in the fourth quarter? They crumbled. They fell apart. They were garbage. They were trash. Against the Chargers on national television. A team that won, what, four games, five games, they beat the piss out of us. He's he's clearly not, like, his defense is good against bad, bad teams like the Cardinals and the Falcons. Sure, sweet. You can stop the third-string quarterback from the Vikings, you know, that Who's that guy, the freaking rocket scientist? I mean, come on. These guys are scrubs, though. I'm glad our defense is good against those guys. But when we play a real team, whenever we needed a win this year, we lost. We lost. It's as simple as that. Whenever we got excited about the team, they let us down. All right? That Browns game was pitiful. Joe freaking Flacco, okay? If that's the guy that you think is going to be the guy leading this team to multiple Super Bowls, okay, when you have guys like Mike Rabel, Harbaugh, you know, I'm not a Bilicek guy. I think he's old. I think he sucks without Tom Brady. But if that's the guy I think he is, there are people that are, you know are better than Iberflus already right now. Iberflus is the worst coach in our division, hands down. Hands down. And I'm basically hearing all day everyone saying, oh, it's okay. You know, oh, he's getting better. He's more hands down. is not even a competition. No one would take Iberflus over any coach right now in the NFC North. Nobody. Not one person. I just don't understand what we're arguing here. Does the stars align for you? You have a first pick in the draft. You have a chance, opportunity for a great coach. And we're saying, nah, let's just push this off a year and see what our very below average to maybe average head coach can do with an OC that's not lined up with anyone else's time frame. It's stupid. It's just dumb decision-making by this organization. Thank you, Brent.
0: There he is. There's Brent Naperville. Brent's gone. Rack him. Black and about here him Dalton ES- here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago. That was a good rant. He was Brack good. That was great. He gave it his all. That was fantastic. Yeah. I liked his call. So, so did I. Call.
1: So did I.
0: Brent, I thought you had a nice call, man. Oh, he hung up. Yeah, he's not there anymore. But he was
11: there. Okay. He was hanging out. All right.
0: Jordan, in the uh, northwest suburbs, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jordan?
6: What's up, guys? Hey, uh. So, touching on this real quick, um, what if they still keep that first pick and draft Caleb Williams and still keep Fields?
12: Is that a possibility?
1: I don't think so, just because I think Fields would probably, uh, his camp would say, we want to trade. Right? And then you're working on splitting reps during practices, and you're working on splitting reps during training camp. Like, I think you can, and I also, if you're spending the capital on – a quarterback and with the first overall pick in this draft, he better be starting. Like if you're taking Caleb Williams, you better know that he's going to be better than Justin Fields. And he needs to start from day one and Fields is not going to be a backup. Okay.
6: So then, I mean, with OC, I mean, as the OC, who's going to be, who's even in the running for OC right now? Like, who are they even like thinking about bringing in? Like, who's going to want to come in? That's the question.
1: Well, I think a lot of people will want to come in because you, call from Jordan. you have a chance you. to essentially put together your entire staff. You know, they, I think that Eberflus was very uh, in the press conferences. He made a point of saying that like there's two coaches that are going to be on on the staff, regardless of who the offensive coach is. Uh, they're keeping the offensive line coach, and there was someone else that's going to be there. Um, but I think this is a good opportunity for someone because. If you come in as an offensive coordinator and you take the number one pick and you have this quarterback and the Bears are a playoff team next year and a playoff team the year after that because they take Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever, then you're automatically going to like Bobby Slowick is already getting job interviews because and the Texans one season, one season, right? Offensive coordinator, okay. If you turn fields into something great and unlock this unseen potential that we haven't you know realized yet. Then you're going to get those interviews too because you're going to make, if you make the playoffs with Fields this year and next year, then you're automatically going to get those. So it's, to me, it's win win for an offensive coordinator. The other thing Jordan mentioned was I don't hate the idea of drafting
0: a quarterback and then having Fields here too. I don't think Fields would be a problem. Like you said, his camp won't let him play here. He'll force a trade. I don't know. He strikes me as the type of guy that would like, he would want to work for it. I think it depends on who... Like, I don't think he would become a diva and be like, I will not show up no, for no, no, a training no, no, no. camp.
1: But I think it depends on Justin when... Justin Fields is going to show up and work. Look, if they draft a quarterback in the third round, and like J.J. McCarthy, sure. If they take Michael Penix in the second round, maybe. But if you take Caleb Williams or Drake well, May or Jaden Daniels, he's my, not staying. My rationale for that, though,
0: is the other point, is that if you're drafting a quarterback one, he needs to take all of the starting reps. Yeah. He needs to be the guy. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I don't think it's a terrible idea. you got to get it right at some point. Al Lamont, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Al?
11: Guys, yeah, Long time no talk. So, What's up, man? Um, I, at first, I was a little annoyed. Obviously, I wanted them to go and say, hey, we're going to hire Harbaugh. But I get it. Whatever. It's fine. It is what it is. I'm, I'm kind of in like Waddle's mindset. I'm going to trust polls and see what happens. I'm okay with this, okay? I will say, Kevin Warren, I don't know about you guys. Dude, that guy calmed me down listening to this. Yeah, he, he was speak. good. He Pretty was good. Impressive, actually. Professional. Um,
0: yeah, he mm-hmm. was a Big calming time. presence for the organization. Absolutely.
11: I will say this too. Um, I think I, I'm okay with like uh, a new OC if they tra- uh, let go of Fields or if they don't. Again, I'm going to go with what they do. I'm going to trust the process. I don't sound like Philadelphia, but I'm going to trust it. I don't mind uh, maybe a name like Brian Greasy hmm. as an OC or. Obviously I think it's gonna be Frank Wright based off the relationship yep. with the. Uh, I agree with that. Uh,
0: I think Abdallah nailed that yesterday.
11: <laughs> yeah, I heard you and that that's a good call, my friend Abdallah. But uh at the end of the day, I, I just I'm impressed mostly with Kevin Warren and can I just give a shout out to Courtney Cronin with yeah. some really good questions. Yeah, yeah. Courtney's about great questions. There was one thing I wanted somebody to ask Kevin Warren, and I wish I was hoping she would or somebody would have, and I wanted to hear the question of did the previous relationship when you were the commissioner of the Big Ten have any influence on pursuing John, uh, Jim Harbaugh or not? I'd just yes. be curious to see what, how his response would have been. Right. But at the end of the day, it is what it is, guys. We're building. I trust them. Let's we'll see what happens. You guys are doing awesome. Kick ass. Have a great night.
0: Thanks, Al. Appreciate you. All right, Abdallah, Coming up next, we only have 12 minutes left in the show. We have full phone lines. Got to go Lightning fast. Lightning round coming up next.
10: This is Chicago's home for sports on FM one hundred point three HD two, the ESPN Chicago at and ESPN one thousand. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: to Sean Graney and to Jake Cantu producing tonight's show, Black and Abdallah. We'll return tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. we we'll Bears Weekly at 6 from 6 to 7. Black and Abdallah from 7 to 8 tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1000. I think what we have uh, one Chauncey matchup for him tomorrow night, right? There's one there matchup in the NFL playoffs yes, there with animals. Rams mm-hmm. and Lions, I believe. Absolutely. Is, is the one matchup, so we'll talk to Chauncey. We'll talk to the Fat Jack tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1000. All right, Abdallah, five minutes left in the show. We have a full bank of calls here at the station. Everyone wants to talk Bears all day long. That's why we're here. We have to go fast. Lightning round with Bleck and Abdallah. Taylor, Hyde Park, you're up first. What's up, Taylor? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm going to say this. I hated watching college football. I actually despise college football. The only person that got me to watch college football was Nick Saban. I got a chance to see semi pro professional guys line up every single Saturday. So shout out to Nick Saban. He's the man. He's the guy. he's the only reason why I watch college football. So roll tight. Roll awesome. tight. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks, Appreciate Taylor. it. Taylor, uh, Abdallah officially retired from college football as well today. No, I didn't. You nah, got you got nah, a different bro. team you're gonna front run with? No, nah, they're now? getting
1: Dan Lanning, man. Are you, are you <laughs> kidding me? You're a Michigan man now? Yeah listen just because <laughs> yeah, just because yeah, yeah. just because I'm more like Ooh, yeah, just because yeah. I'm more no 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 you want to talk just because I'm more like you now who can't make it to the playoff ever? That's fine. Oh, they're no, expanding. They're expanding the playoff. You still won't make
0: it. <laughs> That's probably true. Ray, Norland Park, Lightning Round. What's up,
6: Ray? Hey guys, thanks for squeezing my call. And no hey, something you haven't talked about yet is the uh, reset of the quarterback uh, contract clock. Yeah, we only got one year left to Justin Field. How did Russell Wilson do? And Patrick Mahomes do after they got paid? What what, the, what did the Texans do with Deshaun Watson once that quarterback money came in? They're all. Not the same as they were before they had the, the rookie contract. Rookie contracts are valuable. Get the rookie, draft the quarterback. Thank you.
0: Boom. Good call, Ray. Guy go fast. Lightning round. Bill in Naperville. You're up. What's up, Bill?
12: Hey, guys. How's it going? Thank you for taking my call. No um, problem. Man. A quick correction. It's, uh, it's Gil, not Bill. But anyway, oh, Gil. i sorry right. about that. Sorry. It's all right. Uh, listen, uh, I, I just want to talk about pride. Um, I get it. You know, we want to be smart with how we're spending money and all that. But hear me out on this. What they're doing right now sounds and looks like, like the average Joe's movie quote. You're not okay, we're not okay, and that's okay. And in my opinion, this is Chicago. This is not Charlotte. It's not okay. I mean, hear me now. Michael Jordan bought the Charlotte Hornets for $275 million in 2010 and sold it for freaking $3 billion. I mean, you're going to make money. Can we stop being cheap and say, oh, they're not going to pay these guys? Pay people. Look what LA is doing. They're getting stars because they're going to make the money. I'm just tired of us being so okay with not being well represented. This is Chicago, and this is the one team that represents all of us. So we we got to ask for more. Get Caleb Williams, get a generational talent. get a quality head coach that can actually grow with him, and then just reset. This is not it. And I agree with the guy from April 2 that said, Justin, I love him. He is not a decision maker. He's not a quick processor. He's not the guy. Thanks, guys.
0: Good stuff, Bill. All gotta right. go fast, Thanks. Cordell, in Humble Park. You gotta go fast, Cordell. We're Running our show.
12: All right, what's going on? Real quick, I think the guy was trying to say
6: continuity. He was saying continuously <laughs> that shit. Threw, I mean, I'm sorry, that threw me off. But again, <laughs> I, um, I just want to trust the process of the
9: Bears fan, man. At the end of the day, what matters most is everybody up in Hallis Hall
6: what they believe in. We can't, you know, just give out everything that we want and expect them to meet our needs we just got to trust the process and hope we make it there. And I'm a that hard Bears fan. Let's go Bears. Bear down, baby.
0: Bear down. Thank you, Cordell. We go to Andrew in Humble Park. you got
11: to go fast, Andrew.
6: Yeah, just real quick.
11: Did you guys feel like the
6: C.J. Stroud questions were necessary?
11: Absolutely. Um,
6: Yeah, I
0: think so. Yeah, I I like that they were asking why polls didn't see what – clearly has turned into a really good quarterback in his because rookie season.
1: I think we the follow-up was more important from Mark Potash, yeah. who said we fans need to know why you passed on him because we yes. need to know your process of evaluating quarterbacks.
11: No, I appreciate that. I just thought it was like last year they weren't even in a position to address the quarterback, so I just sure. thought it was kind of odd questions. Yeah. yeah. But thank you. Thank yeah.
0: you so much. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate, appreciate it. You. Alan Schomburg,
8: you got to go fast, Al. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, man? Um, honestly, Jim Harbaugh is a coach that you throw everything you've got at him. Uh, there's no reason they shouldn't have been going for him. I mean, if you take uh, any Premier League team in the, ni- in the 90s, uh, if you had Sir Alex Ferguson up,
4: mm-hmm.
8: any team would want to buy him. It's, it's a joke. And uh, that, I think somebody mentioned before about them trying to, like, just ease the books and all that. No. You're literally setting yourself up for mediocrity for the rest of the foreseeable future. I Thanks. Think it's a joke. Thanks, Al.
0: Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think they had to go get him. Yeah. If we didn't get you on the phone lines tonight, we'll talk to you tomorrow night, and we'll talk to you with Carmen and Yurko at noon. See ya.
10: Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.